Hey guys, so before we start today's episode, because of the nature of today's film, Sound of Freedom, we will not be making any jokes over the course of the first half of this episode. Uh, didn't feel appropriate with the content in this film. We are also not running any ads or fake commercials during this episode to not profit or diminish the message in the movie. And uh, lastly, we will also be reviewing this movie strictly by the filmmaking process and not any of the outside uh, political controversies surrounding it. And this is our episode. Sound, speeding, camera, rolling, scene 21, take 303, mark. Welcome to Take 303, powered by 4-Way Media, the podcast with the guy who knows a lot about film. And his friend. I'm Nick Molinari. I'm J.P. Brooks. Today we're talking about film and television, and today we're talking about The Sound of Freedom and Green Inferno. Sound of Freedom is directed by Alejandro Monteverde. It stars Jim Caviezel, Mira Savino, and Bill Camp. The Sound of Freedom stars Jim Caviezel, who plays real-life Tim Ballard, who works for the Department of Homeland Security to stop child trafficking. When he's approached and talking to one of his co-workers about how they often stop traffickers but don't actually save children, he takes a step forward into his career, even risking it, to go out and actually go out and save children from child trafficking. We follow his story, and that's what this movie is about. I know you said he's a real-life person. Um, obviously, the movie is dramatized, and uh, the real-life person even said a lot of that stuff is not like 100% accurate. I know a lot of people online are concerned about how accurate the story is, mm -hmm. and uh, like any other movie that's based on a true story, some of it takes liberties with uh, you know the material to make it exciting to a certain extent on the screen. Yeah, it's still have to take a narrative. It's still a story, right? We're still doing storytelling. Even as Jim Caviezel said in the end of the movie, there is a special message. Uh, he says storytellers are the most powerful. So you still have to tell a powerful story. You still have to get people to come out and see it. So, yeah. And story-wise... What is what is your initial reaction to the movie? Because I know you called me like as soon as you got out of the movie, you were like concerned. Yeah, it's a gripping film, very powerful. Um, if this has akin to, I would think, movies that have come out in our lifetime that really tell a very harrowing tale, that get very into the subject matter, that don't pull punches. I think of the Passion of Christ being one of them. Uh, I remember stories coming out, people having heart attacks in the movie theater um, when that movie came out, and just how gripping and real. So this one, just by the nature of the topic and by virtue of how much it's trying to tell an accurate tale, accurate I put in quotes, it's, I think it's going to definitely leave a mark on you. It's going to have a big impact. So obviously when you're looking at something that horrific, you, you have to take a step back and you got to check out people like, hey, I mean, the guy even says in the movie, um, Jim Caviezel's character, Tim says, this job takes a toll on you what he does. Yeah, the lady next to me probably needed a tissue box because she was just engulfed in her own tears by the end of the movie. And I think it's fair to say that it's one of the more important movies of the year. I don't think it's one of the best movies of the year. Yeah, there. I think even some story classic tropes, like some of the things you could kind of see coming. Be And I'm kind of glad I was able to see that because it, it let me come up for air for a little bit. Because uh, the first half of this movie is brutal. To sit yeah, through. there's a lot of prolonged shots that kind of feel like it's treading 
I told you the difference between a, a film and a documentary. It felt very documentary at certain points and you didn't want it to be. It felt like watching like, you know, a true crime story and you're getting a lot of graphic details. And um, yeah, it's, it's a hard sit through the, for the first hour. And I think what this topic is, we, you know, you grow up in the world, you hear about these things, you know, you know what's happening. Like we actually say in horror movies to build tension, sometimes our imagination is uh, can do more damage than actually showing the thing and that film obviously you nobody wants to depict any of that that's goes without saying so because of that that actually leans into it it builds the tension really fast so one scene that really stuck out to me early on was when he was talking uh when he, he first caught the the first guy in the beginning and he's watching the evidence and it really didn't click with me that, yeah, the people, the, the officers, the, the agents that, that capture all these horrible people, they have to end up watching this evidence to record. And literally, like, he has to write down everything that happens in the videos that he sees. And it's it's definitely traumatizing. Mm-hmm. And then the second uh, scene that really stuck out to me was uh, Bill Camp's monologue. that uh, Former drug lord, former cartel. Yeah, the one yeah. that's helping him. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he gives like his kind of backstory of how he ended up wanting to help these kids that one really just like it hit me out of nowhere i did not expect him to start talking like that yeah and i think i think we like that character from the start Mm -hmm. obviously he's a flawed character because he does have this past and cartel i'm surprised you know and i think i thought they were going to go more the angle of you know i sold lots of drugs who knows how many lives I've ruined by selling those drugs, right? Mm-hmm. You know, anytime you do anything, you wonder about the damage it could possibly cause, you know, ethically and all that jazz. And there's a lot of movies where, um, like, Godfather, uh, there's a scene where, uh, in the first one, they're, they're approached about selling drugs, and yeah. immediately he says no, uh, Don Corleone, because he says he doesn't want it to end up with kids. And the movie's filled with moving scenes, right? Really pulls at your heartstrings. I do think that some of the dialogue is is a bit stiff. It feels very, like, clunky, like, very expositional. Yeah. Even if you think of, like, the doctor in the beginning that gives the diagnosis of what happened to Miguel. She gives it loud and proud, middle of the hallway, right in front of Miguel. Like, it just feels off. I, I expect all police stuff to always be a little expositional. And so that's why I forgive it in most movies like this. Um, because, it you know, we're on a hunt, so... Cheesy feels like the wrong word. That's why I said clunky. It just yeah, feels melodramatic. like it doesn't fit fit in. It's yeah. just kind of there to like. It needs to be there to move the story forward. There is yeah. no kind of cohesive, fluid way to introduce this information. Yeah, then I agree with you. The clunky, I think clunky is a good word. Then uh, I like the music. Score is pretty good. I felt like it was appropriate in every scene. Definitely hypes up everything. There is just this impounding dread across the entire first hour of the movie. I think I would agree on that. And then cinematography-wise, I think the movie looks gorgeous in certain uh, scenes and then not so gorgeous in other ones. A lot of close-ups in this movie. Very mm-hmm. close to people's faces. You can see people's eyes. Yeah. How do you feel about Jim Caviezel? Do you think he did a good job? I think he did. I thought he was okay. I didn't think he was amazing. I think probably later on in the movie, I like him more acting-wise. Why do- yeah, why don't you like him in the beginning? In the beginning, it just seems like we're just supposed to go along with him. Like, I know it's a real-life character and all, but um, it just feels like there's no real motivations, and it feels very, like, Hollywood-ish. 
his not so much his partner, but one of the people on yeah. his team says like, "Oh, we're investigating all these people. You know, we we end up like arresting them, uh, but we never actually save people." And then the next scene, he's like, "I want to save people." Like yeah. it just seems like a big jump. Yeah. So it doesn't seem believable. So that's uh, maybe it's not his acting, but maybe yeah. it's the story, the itself. pacing. Yeah. yeah, which makes sense, I think, because then it's just a story about a guy who's trying to promote himself, mm-hmm. and that doesn't—that's not what the movie's trying to be. And speaking of what the movie's trying to be, it, it clearly has a message. And we've talked about like, is it a documentary? Is it a film? And without necessarily going into all the controversy or anything like that. You're right, it feels like a documentary at times because it has such a clear and overt message of what it's trying to tell people, what it's trying to show people. Who do you think delivers the best performance in the movie? It's between Miguel, the boy, who I thought did a very great job considering his role and everything. Kids can either... Most kids in movies... Make or break the movie. Yeah, make or break it. And like at the worst, you just hope they're forgettable. Uh, But he does a great job. I think all the scenes with him and Jim Caviezel are great. Uh, the only other person I would give it to is, you already said his character, but the drug cartel character who mm-hmm. played them. Bill Camp. Bill Camp did a great job. Yeah. Those are my two. I'm going to give the edge to the kid. Yeah. Miguel did a great job. Those are going to be my two picks also, because yeah. I think, you know, we were talking about this last night very briefly, and you were, like, raving about Jim Caviezel. I was like, I don't know. The the kids kind of sold it for me, because, like, I can't even imagine, like, what the director was, like, telling them and, like, how they're even trying to portray this. I imagine he told them, like, half the story of, like, how you're supposed to feel and how you're supposed to say these lines. But, yeah, it just, they, they sold it very well. Yeah, I don't even know how you coach someone like that, you know, especially as a kid, let alone an adult. I imagine they took the Spielberg approach, because um, he produced Pol- Poltergeist. Yeah. And I remember watching some of the behind the scenes of that. Instead of telling them this is what's going to happen in the movie, he told them this is how you're supposed to feel like if your your favorite friend left and didn't come back. Something mm. like that. A lot of the scenes with Miguel and it got a lot of audience reaction. I don't know about you. I heard some gaps from the back. Were there any things that bothered you in this movie? I guess as just a regular moviegoer, I think I, I'm too enthralled and captivated by the story uh, that I'm not really sure besides like maybe pacing and sort of what I've already mentioned. If you're saying that the story takes precedence over the actual film. Yeah. Then, then you're hundred percent right because there's so many movies. I mean, not so many, but there's a lot of movies that cover the same subject matter that I feel like did it better or did it uh, more subtly. If I think of like mystic river, uh or sleepers oh sleepers i've seen that movie i think some of them handled like the dialogue better i think my biggest problem with this is the dialogue this is advertised as an action film really yeah because i i looked it up and it says an action this is a drama i guess they morphed it maybe like action drama this is a drama but some action yeah they i mean barely there's like what two scenes yeah so like i think that also kind of hurts it for me where i feel like i would have rathered less action ironically coming from somebody who you know like action junkie over here yeah people get a thrill out of seeing revenge taking like getting back at someone yeah and the problem i have this movie is that the message at the end of it from the from jim Jim, uh well for people who haven't seen the movie maybe just sum up what he says 
Jim Caviezel at the end of the movie, there's actually a timer to let you know there is a special message. Um, I didn't think there'd be any post-scene credits for this movie, but ironically there is. You know, we wanted to get this message out there. It's a really important film. We've been trying to get it out for five years. It's had so many roadblocks, six years, whatever it is. And um, please encourage people to watch this. You know, we want to put an end to child trafficking. And we do that by telling stories. And stories is the way that people learn. And we can listen. So, And then there's a QR code that comes on the movie screen that you can buy uh, tickets for other people to go see this movie. I feel like the end, his speech could have been altered a little bit where maybe uh, the QR code didn't... I, I get the idea of sending more people to the theater to watch this and raise awareness about the situation. Um, and I do understand that a lot of things in the past have happened from movies just putting out the word. And it's probably one of the fastest way that people can like learn yeah um however i do think maybe not for a dramatized movie i think maybe for a documentary um so i think the qr code might have should have gone to like maybe like a fund that that's trying yeah. to help children yeah, yeah. I, think I think that'd, that'd be my only problem with i agree with that, that. Like, like maybe part, part of it pays for the ticket, ticket and the other part goes somewhere else even a 50 50 split something like that. that yeah so uh final thoughts and ratings and i'll go first on this one cool I think it's an overall, it's a good movie. Uh, I, my dad called as soon as I got out of the theater. He was like, how was it? And I was like, it's it's an experience. It is definitely not a date movie. I was like, do not take anybody with you. Um, but I do think it is definitely a jarring film to, to sit with. It takes it out of you. Um, I do think at a filmmaking aspect, uh, it didn't wow me. So I'm stuck between two numbers. I'm stuck between a three and a four. And the dialogue really just took me out for like a good portion of the film. So I'm leaning towards a three. Okay. I think it's a fair assessment. JP? Um, see, when you mentioned sleepers, it really gives this movie perspective which is another movie about a very tough topic. Uh, but I think this movie, first off, I think we both agree about spreading the message and awareness about this awful thing that's happening in the world, child trafficking, and everything that goes along with it. It does a great job. So mission accomplished. So good on the movie for that. But again, yeah, from story's perspective, other things, there are some tropes that it follows. You can kind of see some things coming. Um, but I think, I think it's going to move people, and I think it's going to leave a mark on you. Hopefully now that I like I feel a lot better after I woke up today because after last night uh, watching it, but it's gonna make you uncomfortable. It's gonna make you you're not gonna want to look at some scenes. You're not gonna want to watch it because it's horrifying to watch. That being said, I'm stuck in the same place you are, but I think um, considering it's two hours and fifteen minutes and it actually doesn't feel that long, I'm gonna give it a four. I think it's worth a watch. And I have one last question for you. Sure. Uh, would you watch this movie? again i'm good you, it's a one you see it once you're good you don't need to go out and see it again there's nothing for me clamoring to go back and watch this uh, to be honest there's one last thing i will say about this movie it is the fact that the rescue at the end feels great obviously spoiler alert but obviously you know because if this movie doesn't end with a happy ending like oh my gosh right 
Mm-hmm. So you know it's going to end happy. My only question I have, and I think this is going to be different for everyone, do you feel like the ending where it got to paid off enough for what happened? And ultimately, like real life, the answer is no. Right? You can't take back what happened, unfortunately, to these kids. And it's awful. And it's tragic. And so I think the problem that that I have with the movie, as well as all the statistics at the end, is that when you leave, you not I don't think you're meant to feel good. But you don't I don't even feel neutral. You know what I mean? Like I'm not it's tough. So it's a tough movie. I I don't need to watch it again. So we're gonna fade out and then come back for the Green Inferno. Okay. We're back and we're talking about Eli Roth's The Green Inferno. Holy shit, something I can laugh at. Let's do it. Thank <laughs> God. It's getting a little depressing in here. Oh man, brutal. Brutal. Uh, but yeah, so we paired this movie together uh, because Green Inferno, when it originally came out, it was actually banned uh, due to controversy about, around the film. So we felt, you know, two controversial movies. Uh, it's the only way to go. All right, so The Green Inferno. Uh, directed and written by Eli Roth, stars Lorenzo Iza, Ariel Levy, and Daryl Sabara. Hold on, I just gotta check one thing before I tell you what the fuck this movie's about. The Green Inferno follows a young woman who goes with an activist group to the Amazon to go help save the rainforest. While there in the Amazon, the group gets lost and eventually captured by some indigenous people who leave there, and things take a turn for the worse. And that's all I'm gonna say about it. Because we're gonna, all the rest is about to come out a little bit, leave you a little, little bit. They get fucking eaten, okay? <laughs> it's bad. It's not fun. Yeah, no. Um, so this was a date movie for me last night. Okay. Um, I put it on and I gave Sam multiple warnings about what this movie was about. And uh, she still sat there. And then immediately when shit started going down, she was like, oh my God. And Sam, she's doing her surgery rotation right now. And she was disgusted by it. Yeah. Not a movie for the faint of heart. I've actually seen this movie twice before. Uh, not by choice, but because there was nothing else on at HBO at like 1.30 in the morning when I was um, in college. I saw it when it originally came out, right after the ban was lifted. In the theaters? Uh, no, it wasn't in theaters. Uh, I saw it online. Okay. Yeah. Because I think it had a very limited release, and then it went immediately yeah. like online. But I remember seeing it, and then I was like, okay, I, I could see why that, that, was a, that was a ban. So I didn't know this movie had a controversy. I, I think there might be a few things that we might want to bring up as to why, but maybe I still haven't read anything about it. But what can you tell me? What's the big controversy in this movie? So immediately, uh, the gore factor. Okay, there's a lot of it. So it's very A lot explosive. of it, very graphic. Okay. Um, Eli Roth, uh, for those people who don't know, he did Hostel and uh, Cabin Fever. Cabin Fever is a crazy movie. A Cabin Fever, I would put in my top 10 horror films of all time. I don't blame you. Green Inferno, it's about putting people in a really scary, very realistic situation. So it's not anything that has to do with anything insidious, anything that's being conjuring. Yeah. And uh, it's it's something that people can like say like, oh shit, if I was in that situation, yeah, we'd be fucked. It's it's because it's it's about human beings and survival yeah it's about survival and it's about sometimes what other human beings might do to you yeah so controversy wise uh to bring that back to topic uh it was about one the gore two uh how they portray the uh the natives 
they said that it was very barbaric uh, mm-hmm. portrayal of them. Were those actors for indigenous people? Or was that a real? True. I imagine it was all actors. Can we can we check? Yeah, fact check. I got your answer right here. I make a lot of very funny Google searches. I typed in Green Inferno tribe actors. And it says, to make the film work, Eli Roth cast a real Peruvian tribe he discovered deep in the Amazon while scouting for a location. The tribe lived a life that had not changed for hundreds of years and did not know about electricity and have never seen or heard about movies or TV. That's crazy. A real indigenous tribe. Interesting. Deep in the Amazon. And he just strolled up with a camera crew and was like, hey, can you do this? Yeah. We haven't talked about the film at all because it's, it's it's a bad movie, right? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. No, it's, it's a, a bad, horrible it's movie. Everyone, well, yeah, it's a bad movie, but it's just interesting. All these topics and stuff. One thing, Nick, uh, Nick don't know if you that. I took an anthropology course, intro to anthropology. As you know, I am the king of uh, taking intro classes when I was in college. Uh, lost soul. Don't know. JP what I... took every and, and I think you probably took every single intro course that was available. I can introduce you to just about anything. <laughs> I just can't take you any further. <laughs> Right? That's what I can do. Well, one class I took was about cultures, particularly death. We did a whole week about death and cultures. There's one culture that consumes uh, their their loved ones when they die. They actually eat their flesh. I don't, I'm not getting into details here, but just know that after someone dies, they eat them. Because they think it would be awful to leave your loved one in the ground to rot away. So rather that you, you would consume them and that they would be a part of you. Obviously for us as Western, that's completely strange to us, but for them... That's part of the culture. The only reason I say this, I don't know why I'm saying it, it's just cultures are cultures, and I'm not defending cannibalism here. I'm not trying to say You're that. You're just saying that some people do it. Some people, some people just eat people, man. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I will say this is just, I can see why people might have a problem with it, but at the same time, I don't know. You know what I mean? You're a man of uh, many words that, <laughs> yeah, that explain I, your thoughts. All right. Okay, okay, I, got a I, see, I see what you. you're saying. I see what you're saying. You're Bro, saying- like you walk up to an indigenous tribe, you're fucked. Okay, like you're probably fucking dead. They, there's a reason, right? They hold these cultures and traditions. They don't want you around, so fuck off. Now, granted, these people are just trying to save a rainforest, but you probably they went in a little too deep. Wait, let me tell you. They go in these college kids. They go in to save the rainforest. They attach themselves to trees to try to stop a bulldozing from happening. They end up finding finding out later on that the guy that financed the trip was just part of the rival bulldozers trying to stop this group from reaching the same point. Yeah. And uh, they only delayed it for maybe a day or two. And then immediately when they find this out on the plane ride back, a uh, plane crashes and they end up uh, you know, stranded in the, the middle of the, the jungle. And they, they come into contact with this tribe. I just don't care about this movie at all. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I've, I've seen it so many times. I actually forget that the plane crashes. I just always like, they go in the jungle and get fucked up. That's what happens. <laughs> That's what happens in this movie. Well, I, I bring it up because yeah, while I was watching it, yeah. I, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a purist. I'm always trying to save movies that have no need to be, to saved. be saved. Nobody's asking to yeah, save Green Nobody's asking, time. but here I come. I'm the Dark Knight. I'm just like, there was so much potential at the very beginning minus the dialogue because the dialogue was trash and the acting is yeah questionable at best but yeah it's a i mean he, he hired his girlfriend as the main actor like come on nice. the concept of what he was doing had so much potential and then it immediately got trash you have a guy jerking off in the corner like <laughs> of his cage 
what about the girl that just has like explosive diarrhea ibs yeah. like just out of nowhere like there's a lot of things that are kind of just there to like gross you out and to take you out of the the thing it's it's, it's very campy while trying to be serious at the same time i'm gonna quote you a little bit it was like demolition man it wasn't aware of what it was yeah it doesn't have an identity are you just because like if it's a classic horror gory film to have some nudity and some like sexual tension like whatever it is thrown in that's normal thank you nick for quoting a very good reviewer excellent i got you and if this was a part one of a part two <laughs> well it would have been a nice one because we have some closure right <laughs> yeah there's a post-credit scene in this did you know that i did not know green Inferno. what's the post-credit scene the the guy who's jerking off in the cage his sister comes back and she wants revenge i'm dead serious i'm not even making that up i'm not even making that up yo green inferno too so like she shows up and she meets the main character and she's like oh i'm alejandro's brother and i want to go back and then it cuts what a sick sequel bro <laughs> eli what's the name eli roth eli roth bro get do you do you eli, know talk to us four-way media let's get it done let's make this movie <laughs> out of curiosity do you know who eli roth is like what he would look like or, or anything do you remember Inglorious Bastards? Yeah. Uh, remember the Donnie? Is he the Bear Jew? Yeah. That's the only uh, with the bat. That's yeah. Eli Roth. Fuck that's Eli Roth. Fucking love that guy. So that's that's the writer director. To put to put a picture to the name. <laughs> Ooh man, I can't wait for us to do a Tarantino episode. Oh, it's gonna be great. I just I'll never forget the one when he swings his uh, <laughs> the whole quote. Fucking Babe Ruth hits a bomber. Oh, and he's out of here. My favorite one, though, is when the when the German gets hit and uh, he comes back up. Oh! <laughs> do you know that's an improvised scene? Oh, is it really? A lot of that wasn't scripted. I don't... How do you script... How do you script greatness? Dude, I'm telling you. Sometimes you just gotta go with the flow. The prolonged entry was because no one told him to come out. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I, I, I remember reading about this, that nobody told him like his cue and he just ended up staying there for a few seconds longer than he was supposed to yeah (laughs) and it builds the tension it it does but back to green inferno i really want to stay on donnie the bear (laughs) drew but continue right they call him the bear drew right yeah that that's that's the character's name yeah okay keep going green inferno um so green inferno who cares writing and and acting is just awful poopy absolute awful there's a there's a cutaway where one of the characters just says activism is so gay and then it just cuts away to them not wanting to be activists and it's like it doesn't even read like 2013 it's just like who wrote this like it's so all over the place because it's not about right it's just an excuse to show some horror torture it was torture porn yeah i do think the practical effects are incredible because they are practical they are they are crazy good uh, they're really good. I think now knowing that Eli Roth worked with a tri- an actual tribe who probably didn't understand what they were doing. Uh, I would imagine. Yeah. I give kudos to the tribe members, not the American actors. In one sense, like if you give them kudos, it's like then they played the way we thought they were going to play. It's weird. It's well, they're they're playing yeah. against character technically because they're yeah. from from what it seems they're a, a peaceful group. Oh yeah, good for them. Because if they were actual cannibals, they would have eaten Eli Roth and the camera crew. Yeah. It's just weird to talk about this. I just... There's a there's a scene uh, where they take a bag of weed 
and they stuff it into uh, one of the dead uh, activist yeah. bodies in order to smoke out <laughs> the cannibals. And then Daryl Sabara, uh, the, the kid from uh, Spy Kids, yeah. Junie, uh, ends up getting eaten by them post uh, oh, weed. Yeah. And he just yells, oh no, they have the munchies. <laughs> and they start biting him. It's it's a wild film, but yeah, so it's, Sam... For me, it's so forgettable. Sam, uh, I don't think Sam will ever forget this one, but <laughs> she was like, just making like all the faces during the film. It's meant to scare you, like, you know, constantly showing faces of the other people reacting to what's but happening. does it work? What do you mean by work? <laughs> I mean, so the whole point of a horror movie is to scare you. Did it scare you? Yeah, of course. It scared the shit out of me. Like, nobody wants it. It grossed me out to no end. I'm on the edge of my seat, like, constantly not wanting to look, but I have to look to know what happens next. And So does that give it any merit to say that it's an effective horror movie and that it was potentially a good movie? I don't know. That's, That's a, a tough, tough question. question. What do you... I don't, I don't know if there's a right way to answer it, because it's my rating at the end of the day. So, so I think for myself with ratings, if you do something so poorly that's integral to the film, it ruins the rest of it, right? Because then the other parts don't matter. That's how I look at things. So I acknowledge it did a great job of practical effects and stuff. Will that affect my rating? Maybe. It scares me. Does that get a bump up? I think I do have to... Yeah, I think it, I will give it maybe some merit on the fact that it did it did it did scare me so i might give it some points i think the acting being bad the campiness kind of goes along with what i think of horror movies already so i'm not surprised some of that stuff happened i'm not happy about it but it doesn't it wouldn't be as damaging i guess what are some of the highlights to green inferno uh highlights is if you really want to see awesome practical effects of gore it's it's great if you like a movie that's going to make you sit on the edge of your seat and be uncomfortable nice job if anything this does is it hooks you in like you're definitely not bored in no this movie. no you're entertained but i think for bad reasons yeah i don't, I don't think entertain is the right word i think you're 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 hooked that's what i'm intrigued say. Yeah. yeah you're intrigued you're watching it you have to kind of see how it ends you you hope for the best for these characters maybe some of them not all of them. at least just from a human aspect maybe like you're thinking if that was you well, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah. Please. If there's a favorite character, it might be for the wrong reasons, and it would be Alejandro. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. No, he's the best character in the movie by far. It's not even close. But because he's an asshole. Yeah, because he's a schmuck, right. Yeah. Uh, literally gives you all the reasons to hate him and all the reasons to still actually watch him because it's like what will he do next yeah like if i'm gonna be if i'm gonna watch people be trapped i want all like alejandro and big brother or survivor like get this man on the show green inferno for all you dungeons and dragons fans this is like if my players were caught in a cage and they rolled to see what happens next <laughs> let's roll the dice oh a natural 20 you find weed <laughs> there's weed in your cage all of your captures get high from eating your friend so final thoughts and ratings um hey viewer um it's not a good movie it's not a great movie it's not even an okay movie it's a movie it did the movie thing <laughs> it did the movie thing it told you a story it got to the end and you were disappointed uh visual effects are pretty cool if you like horror i think you're really gonna like this movie I, this is a very like particular fan kind of movie you like gore horror films with campiness and the ridiculousness you're gonna like this movie i think most people won't uh all the controversies that come with it make your own thoughts about it i'm not here to tell you what to think and we don't, we're here to review films, not talk about controversies. That being said, uh, just because it did make me a little scared, 
And I think special effects alone, if I was just doing the special effects, it'd be five out of five. But I'm not reading the whole thing. So two out of five. Uh, yeah. I'm actually going to give the same exact score. I think from horror movie aspects, it does a lot of really great work with uh, special effects. And it does really poor work with building tension. Just having the characters just look at the tribe and have that as be the terrifying horror. It really doesn't do it for me. There's no build up to any of these things. Also, um, just in general, like a lot of things are assumed in their dialogue, like uh, that they assume that they're part of the workers, but they look nothing like them because they're women that are college age and don't look like anything like the workers. But you know, that's besides the point. A lot of clunky, uh, re- clunky isn't even the right word for this dialogue. The dialogue is all over the place. Atrocious. So it is just not a good movie. Um, but. Uh, for horror fans maybe watching in a large group with fellow for- horror fans i think you would get a lot of enjoyment out of it i th- feel like this would play very well at like a midnight screening with a lot of horror junkies lots that, of people with it. like black shirts with red blood yeah them. You'd, you'd enjoy this movie that has been an episode of take through three thanks so much for watching we'll see you next time we will be reviewing the new movie barbie and the older movie brat